0: everyone welcome to what really works a mental health podcast for young adults and youth in these podcasts you can expect to hear us chat about mental health and provide well-being tips and tricks with the odd joke thrown in what really works is brought to you by discovery college an initiative ran by the canadian mental health association Kelowna, where lived and living experience and learned experience informs everything we do now let's get started with today's episode
1: Hello, what really works, listeners? It's me, Olivia, and it's Becky, and we're here for the (laughs) second time trying to record uh, the same episode (laughs) because my lovely, lovely co host. Tell him what you did. I forgot. (laughs) To click record,
0: <laughs> and was it just us that were recording? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's obviously the one time I forget to click record is obviously the time we have a guest joining us. Obviously, you know what though? Yeah, I'm okay about it <laughs> because <laughs> we just we've just done two episodes about overcoming failure, so <laughs> I'm like practice what you preach, Becky. So <laughs> it's always a good opportunity for us to put what we say in the podcast into practice yeah and i've learned some new things so i now know that instead of just clicking record when i go into zoom i'll set up the meeting to record from the start and have a backup recording at the same time so if this does not work then (laughs) when we're we're not doing this topic ever again
1: (laughs) and what is the topic that we'll be covering today becky
0: uh rejection (laughs) i love the scary noise so you've alluded to the fact that the first time we attended this episode, we had a lovely guest joining us. Yes, we did. And do. And we our lovely guest is incredibly patient and is willing to do round two with us and the What Really Works listeners today.
1: Hello, Malusi. Hello, hello, it is I.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself <clears throat> to the What Really Works listeners?
2: Yeah, totally. So my name is Malusi Mabaleka. I am pretty new to Kelowna. Been here two years, but uh, moved here from Saskatoon. My bro and I were in a band back in the day before COVID, and since that we've stopped touring and performing. And I found some work in the tech industry here in town. And yeah, just living life day to day, trying to you know do good things
1: and talk about uh, rejection and
2: talk about <laughs> rejection, try not get rejected. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what really works, listeners? I'm sure no none of you like. The feeling of rejection. We don't like the feeling of rejection.
0: I don't think anybody
2: does. I don't does. think
1: anyone does, which is why we wanted to get together here today and discuss it. Let's get started with going over a definition of what rejection is. Becky, will you please?
0: Yeah, so I my go to for general definitions, especially in relation to like when we're talking about mental health, is Uh, kind of the American Psychological Association. They have like an online dictionary and understandably take more of that psychological approach. And I love it because sometimes I'll hate the definition. Sometimes it'll like pique an interest in a definition for me. So the way that they define rejection is they have two different definitions for it. So the first one they go for is a denial of love, attention, interest, or approval, which I think is kind of... Where a lot of us probably think of rejection more, I guess. Hits those core heart areas. Yeah. And then the other is an antagonistic or discriminatory attitude towards a group of people.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. That second definition is quite interesting. You said an antagonistic
0: or discriminatory attitude towards a group of people. Like casting folks out of, yeah, out of a group, out of yeah, society. Like, yeah, like being rejected of- from society. Mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: like a verb in that one. Mm, Yeah. I typically think about
1: it as the first one. That's mostly what we'll get into today is the way that rejection operates in our personal lives, in our work lives, our friendships, relationships, whatever it might be. Right. Which is all really hard stuff to talk about because it's vulnerable and... Thinks we have to think about how others are thinking about us and how we think about ourselves and the value that we place on ourselves, all related to rejection. Yeah.
0: Well, let's start by maybe just talking about what rejection means to us individually, because that's one definition that the American Psychological Association has popped out there, but that doesn't necessarily mean it means the same for us all. So, Malusi. How would you describe rejection? Or what does it mean to you? Or like how do you experience it?
2: Yeah, I feel like been chatting about previously rejection for me, kind of I put it in two categories, I think, work rejection and personal rejection. I find work rejection just coming from like the music scene, right? Where you're consistently asking people to like buy this, come to my show can I have a show? can I be on your show? You're always asking, asking and it's kind of like rejection is part of part of that work. Um, even just in my recent like job hunt, just like you're just having to put yourself out there and you just have to expect it. So you learn to deal with it in different ways. but like the personal side of it is, yeah, that's like the scary part because it's so real and it's like it's about me. It's about like that individual and, that's where it gets, that's where it gets murky.
0: Yeah. What about for you, Olivia?
1: Mm. You know, since we recorded the first time I was rejected in something <laughs> and I feel originally, I don't even remember what I said about how I felt about rejection and what my definition was, but I think it's a bit different than what, than what I said last time in that I'm experiencing that right now on the surface level. And for me, it just manifests as not feeling good enough. You know, when you're rejected, you just feel as though you've done something wrong, as though you're not good enough for that person or the work that you're doing, the environment that you're in, whatever it is, there's something wrong with you. And I mean, I talk about it a lot on the podcast, but I have a lot of trouble with anxiety and depression and have bipolar disorder and... I think all of that really comes into play for me with rejection where my anxiety is just through the roof of like, Oh, okay. Like did they judge me because of those things or what do I need to change about myself to not be that way anymore? And thinking as though, yeah, just really beating myself up Mm. and blaming myself mostly when I feel rejected or when I experience rejection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What I find so interesting about it is rejection is so so individual like it's so individual to how we're experiencing it and why we experience it but at the same time it's kind of like this universal thing where we've kind of mentioned like none of us like being rejected (laughs) like maybe some people it just doesn't bother them and maybe it isn't something that's fully universal i don't want to make maybe not a sweeping statement as universal but it's a thing that a lot of us will experience at some point in our lives and not like it but at the same time it can be so individual, one, in how we, I guess, experiencing it ourselves and, like, our behaviors that happen from experiencing it, but also, like, different situations where we might get rejected may impact us in different ways too. So, for example, like, Malusi, you separated out, like, that personal and work rejection and how you were kind of pretty okay and, like, confident in dealing with that more work side of rejection. But then that personal side of rejection, like you were saying, really hurts in comparison. Yeah.
2: Oh, totally. I feel like with work, like, you you have, because you're expecting it, and you know, like, the rejection is going to be, like, pretty, I don't know, like, you can almost anticipate what they're going to say, and they will tell you why. Like, no, you can't have this gig, or no, you don't get this job because this, this, or whatever. And it's kind of like, well, at least there's, like, a reason, I guess. And you just have to, like, roll with that. But... On the personal side it's just like it could be anything and like that kind of question mark for me like creates so much fear and then that fear like prevents me from even trying sometimes or not really like giving it my all because it's like well i'm making my own excuses i've like rejected myself in the situation beforehand oftentimes and like for me i'm an overthinker so like i'd like I try to like analyze every potential outcome and i usually to be honest, I usually like count myself as losing before I've begun, and I think that's like that fear of the rejection, which isn't fair to myself, you know? It's not fair to anybody.
1: That's such an important point to bring up, though, because when we have experienced rejection and when we've perhaps experienced it a lot or something that really, really hurt, it can have a deep impact on the way that we approach future experiences Mm -hmm. I remember Becky you were telling a story about the climbing gym and about how (laughs) you know like Becky tells this story about how when she goes to the climbing gym she feels a bit a bit nervous and as though everyone's looking at her and then it might lead her to not want to go to the climbing gym Mm -hmm. anymore and it's the same I think with any sort of rejection if you've gotten rejected Uh, by in a job or in a relationship or by friends that next interaction or even future interactions can be more intimidating because you've been in that hurt before and you know what it's like to be in that place and you don't want to go there again Mm -hmm. so you try not to put yourself in the position in the first place
0: well that's the thing because naturally as humans we want to avoid anything that hurts or is uncomfortable so like you say melissa kind of telling ourselves we've either like Lost it before we even start it, and yeah. setting ourselves up for, like, kind of that, like, mindset of, like, eh, well, maybe I'm not just going to get it anyway. So it doesn't matter that much to me or even just I'm not going to put myself out there because I don't want to feel that pain of hurt before. Like, that's understandable why we do it because it doesn't feel good. But totally. it doesn't
1: feel good not doing it either, which yeah. is the s- s- cyclical nature of mm-hmm. this, where we judge ourselves for not taking experiences by the hand and going forward and moving on, and you know, really giving our all with things that are scary to us. But then if we don't, we judge our if we do, and then we get rejected, we judge ourselves too. So,
0: yeah, and what makes it so hard rejection? And like you say, when we have these past experiences of being rejected, it like you say, it hurts us deep in whatever place that we've been rejected from, right? And then it makes it hard to be vulnerable and be open to those new experiences are putting ourselves out there because especially if you know we're having a hard time with like our internal self-worth or maybe our self-esteem isn't really high and we're just not feeling confident in ourselves or even just aren't compassionate to ourselves rejection can hit is really really deep because it's almost like that confirmation bias of Maybe we already have that view of I'm not good enough. Maybe we already have the view of I'm not worthy. And then we get rejected and it's like somebody's going, told you yep. you were right. Yeah. And we have that confirmation bias and, and like our confirmation bias as well means that we will not view those things that we have been accepted into. And we'll kind of forget that those things are going on, but we'll really hyper focus on those moments of rejection because that's... It's just like confirming what our biggest fear is and what we're having a hard time with.
1: Yeah. And for me, I start to think about the future, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew that I kind of (laughs) sucked anyway. (laughs) What does the future hold for me? Absolutely nothing. I'm going nowhere. You know, I think, you know what? When I speak about rejection, I typically speak about it in work terms, because Mm. for me, that's where I feel it the worst, I think. I'm a controversial character, I would say. <laughs> so, so I've experienced my fair share of "quote unquote" rejection or mutual rejection, maybe, um, with relationships and stuff. But with work, man, that cuts me deep because that's where my values and beliefs lie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's what I pour a lot of my my heart into. I really love the work that I do. I want to make a difference in the world. Um, my, you know, my beliefs are trying to champion empathy and like bring people up. And that's how I ground myself. And then if I experience rejection in a way that parallels those values and beliefs, then that's really, really hard.
2: That's wild because I feel like I'm the opposite of that, where I have so much confidence in, I don't know, rejection in work. Cause I guess I'm so used to it and I've created all these, you know, reasons for myself for how I can deal with them and like move through those pieces of rejection, things like, it's gonna happen get you know, get these rejections out of the way so that you can get to some of these wins. But in like my personal life, I definitely crumble in terms of rejection and like the fear of it. And I yeah, I think like you said, Becky for me, it kind of comes down to my self-worth and not necessarily thinking I deserve to win, but you know you, yeah, then you just have to muster up the courage and strength to continue trying to get those wins and that's the battle for me these days
1: it's so interesting that you describe it in terms of wins
2: yeah well yeah I guess like honestly I was raised like pretty competitively and so it's like losses and wins and then there's the middle but yeah you just have to try and like get those wins for yourself because again like for me too it's like celebrating you want to like celebrate those little victories when they come up and not dwell too hard on the The rejection or like the losses but those are harsh terms too though.
1: But you bring up a good point with the competitiveness behind it. Rejection is 100% associated with I think competition and with society placing so much pressure on us as individuals to perform and to do well and to be the best and for everyone to like us. And if something goes slightly awry with that, because we've been taught our whole lives that that's the way that we're supposed to live, then of course it cuts really deep if we are rejected from something. Because we're supposed to do well all the time, even though that's completely unrealistic.
0: Yeah. Totally. Well, sometimes as well, it's around like, maybe not necessarily come like as living in a very competitive society, but also just like, what feels really important to us as an individual as well. So you mentioned like work is really hard for you when you experience rejection in things related to that because it's around your values and your beliefs, which are something that we hold so close to our chest, right? Um, And Melissa, same for you, like you talking about self-worth that is obviously incredibly important in our life. So experiencing rejection and things related to that really cut deep. And the same with like, for me, I definitely have like a hard time with like, social rejection because I I always describe myself as like I'm an introverted extrovert. Mm-hmm. I love being around people but I don't want to be the center of attention. And I also get really stressed around when there's lots of people I don't know and I start putting pressure on myself on like I want to make good social connections but I'm scared now because I'm scared that I'm going to talk to people and that I'm going to be rejected. They're going to be like, I don't want to talk to you. And that that fear of that rejection really impacts me. And I think it's just because I'm like, well, I really want to do well at having a conversation with a person. Or I really want to do well at like making new friends and things like that. So then like if I do happen to meet somebody and then I'm like, hey, like we should meet up for like a cuppa. And then I never hear from them ever again. I'm like, oh, like... That hurts, like, that really oh, that hurts to me, whereas I know other people, like, wouldn't care, they'd be like, well, that's just somebody that doesn't want to, like, they've just ghosted me, I'm okay with that. Maybe they didn't
1: know what a cuppa was.
0: Maybe a <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> but, and I think a big thing is as well, and what makes rejection really hard is, one rejection is tough. And it sucks two rejections really really suck and just like a string of them <laughs> yeah that's the thing like as each one happens one after the other after the other if we really really don't support ourselves with it it can be crushing oh it is yeah it's crushing yeah. for sure and i have a question for you milly because you were talking about how especially being within like the music industry and a band with your brother and you ju- you said you're part of that is just being rejected and rejected yeah. and rejected, and you're like, well, I found ways to support myself and like be okay with that. Can I like ask you about that, like how? Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how? Yeah. yeah, how are you okay? How are you uh, like able to take that rejection and then take another one and another one and still be like, I'm, we're putting ourselves out here again and we're reapproaching somebody for another gig.
2: Yeah. Honestly it's so wild how I feel so confident in that world to be rejected like it I just don't care I think ultimately because I really believe in my abilities and what we're doing and the rejection isn't a rejection against like what I could offer like at this show or experience it's just not allowing me to be a part of that opportunity that they have the control over so I guess like for example like When booking a tour, a sent, like honestly, I literally Google live music venues in every city that I want to go to. And I'll just like email everyone and call them all. And then oftentimes like all of them will like say no because we're not famous or whatever reasons they have or they're busy. And it's me realizing like that's just their situation. Like they can't allow me to fill that gap for them, even though I want to. If I do want to continue doing shows, I need to find a way to like make them happen because that's what I want. And so taking that rejection is not like a personal attack against me. It's more of a, oh, their situation doesn't allow them to invite me into that circle. And in a way, like detaching myself from it emotionally, which is, can be like pretty easy sometimes, but I mean, it's also like my, my dream, you know, it was my dream and my, my goal to like perform on certain stages and get to travel to certain cities and be a part of the music communities. And so along the way, acknowledging and recognizing, okay, well, how can I shift this and make those dreams come true, you know, where I have more control over the final answer or it's not in the hands of someone else. And sometimes, like, you will never have that opportunity to have full control over those, those opportunities, like over the full show or whatever it is, the festival, for example. But you can just take that as, you know what? maybe I can find another opportunity that would better suit me because you're going to get, you're like, you're going to get told no. And there are going to be people that, you know, they will think are better than you. And unfortunately for me, like, that was something that I was like grew up being taught that you will be overlooked just because like, because I'm black, you know? And so that was like a, a natural thing in my brain to understand that. Yeah. like I should expect to be, you know, denied certain opportunities for any reason and then you just build up a little bit of like a a toughness within to say like i'm confident in myself and my abilities and then you move forward with that and you just keep trying to make things happen for yourself or collaborate with people that actually want to to work with you it's easy to do that like with work because other people like want to be successful in their work as well so you can find like-minded people in terms of relationships it's like a whole maybe it's not different, but I no, view it I so different it is
1: like the way that you everything that you've described to support yourself, I think you could apply it to relationships, right? Like knowing that like friendships, family relationships, romantic relationships that maybe that person's just not right in your life at that point, and they don't have room for you in their in their circle because they're completely independent people, and we can't just like decide and control that that we want to be a part of that person's life they have a equal say in that and it might not be the right fit for them yeah just like a job or just like a gig but I can see how it would hit different though
0: <laughs> <A little laughs> yeah and it's maybe it's easy to apply a lot of those kind of like tools you're mentioning Melissa in that mindset when it meet when maybe it's not as close to our hearts.
1: Or if we have yeah. practice. The mm-hmm. one thing that yes. I really noticed about what you were saying, Malusi, is you have put yourself out there so, so, so many times within your your music career that you've practiced getting rejection in that situation. So you've practiced these coping strategies over mm-hmm. and over and over again, whereas it's a lot more difficult for us, or at least for me, to put myself in those scenarios when it's relationships, right? Because then there's a conversation and there's like more things that come with that. And I can, I can see how we wouldn't get nearly as much practice with that versus something that we do all the time, like applying for jobs.
2: Yeah. You know, like, like you were saying, Becky, like after a certain point, you just kind of get bogged down after things keep happening, going the wrong way for you. And so you probably like, I, I mean, like I started experiencing rejection in relationships when I would call people, like even just friends, And if they wouldn't pick up the phone, I would be so hurt inside because I was like, wow, like, uh, they don't want to talk to me right now. Like they're not available. And I would just like, so get so down on myself. And then that's where it began. So I stopped really like calling people. And then I, so I never got to like, you said, get that practice in of like, yeah, you can get over this Malou. And like, you can just like, keep trying to hang out with people. And one day, like, I just never, never got that time in to my own fault.
0: Well, it, you kind of like at the end describing like that anticipation rejection. Oh. Like, oh, That's that anticipation right. has a real big impact on our lives. Oh my God. Tell me about it. Well, it's just what is so hard about rejection is there, it just involves so many things that none of us really like as humans. There's just like so many things about it that involves vulnerability. Yeah. Being like. N- I mean some compassion yeah some people love putting themselves out there and like love the kind of like thrill and like trying to like I see that competitive side of it and like some people really do thrive in that whereas I'm looking at Olivia um (laughs) whereas like for a lot of us when we experience rejection it means we have put ourselves out in there in some shape or form in some shape or form we've shown up to the world and gone I want to be part of this. I want to be involved. I want to show my strengths. Something along those lines we've gone, I want to be connected to this. And it takes a lot for us to do that. It takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot of belief in ourselves, confidence in ourselves, just a lot of skills that we have to really build ourselves up to. And like sometimes we are literally sat there, palms sweaty, heart beating out of our chest going, geez, I want to be part of this so bad so that's why rejection hurts so much because like it's always involving us putting ourselves out there in some shape or form and when people say sorry but no it's like I put so much energy and of my personal resources and me just as an individual out there and it really hurts that me as an individual whether it be wasn't the right fit wasn't the right opportunity whatever it was whether it just wasn't a a good connection whatever it is maybe sometimes it is just that we're not good enough in the sense of like maybe our skills aren't there yet and we can be there one day but maybe now is not just the right time but it just it hurts at the core of us as an individual yeah
1: what do you do Becky (laughs) (laughs) after asking that hard hitting question (laughs) how do you support yourself Uh,
0: not very well I'll be totally honest yeah I'm awful Uh, um, you just beat yourself up about it
1: a lot after
0: yeah because I definitely have a hard time with that confirmation bias I was talking about Mm. in work get imposter syndrome which is feeling like you've kind of faked it to get to where you're at and everybody like will one day find out that you (laughs) you've just faked it so then when like something in the workplace happens that's like some form of rejection and like (gasps) it is imposter syndrome like I aren't good enough. I knew it all along and this has just confirmed it. Or like maybe, like I say, I meet somebody and then they don't get back to me. Like you mentioned, Malusi. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'm that friendly person that, or like maybe I'm just terrible at making friends. So I have a really hard time of not falling down that that hole of confirmation bias. And to be in all honesty, I probably will on that first day. I'll have a really hard time and I'll pro I'll spiral a little bit of I start like it's like a dominoes effect for me. Like one thing will go wrong with like I'll get yeah. rejected. And it might be one little thing. Hear the prawn story. <laughs> <laughs> and like one little thing will happen and it will just knock the rest of the dominoes down where I've been like okay and comfortable in it, but then it's just enough to make flip it from going comfortable in it to being like I'm not okay with that in myself anymore. I don't feel confident in that anymore. I'm not skilled in that. I'm not, 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 not. And sometimes I do have to be like, the only thing I can do is just like cry in that moment in time and just like release it all. And sometimes I do have to be like, you know what? I hurt so much right now that all I am going to do is going to cry, probably watch a Disney movie, and am crying even more at that because I'll start crying at like, I wish I was a child. I wish it was just that much. We've been not experiencing all these hard things in life. But I'll say to myself, but I will go to bed and I'll wake up and I will try and do something to make myself feel better. Which is normally going for a hike because that just makes me feel better. Especially like I'm very lucky in Kelowna that a hike is very scenic and gives me something to concentrate on. And, and then it's maybe- also
1: something you're passionate about.
0: But yeah, it is. And then I'm very fortunate that I do have a close set of friends, e.g. Olivia and Malusi yeah. and my partner, where you're all really great as well, where I'm like, okay, this has happened. I need a little bit of support right now with that in the sense of like, maybe you could help me find a way of, maybe you got really bad feedback on something or maybe I got rejected from, I don't know, a job offer. It's like, can you maybe help me see where I can improve Yeah, and make a bit of a plan? But I won't lie, like... Those initial days after that rejection, I don't handle it well. So to recap, the first thing that you do is
1: really acknowledge those feelings and process them, lean into them a little bit. If you need to cry, if you need to scream, if you need to do whatever, allowing yourself the time and space to to feel those feelings and go through that. And then you go to your supportive tools, to to your wellness toolbox, essentially, and use something that you know is good for your self-care, which is hiking, and then after that, reach out to some to some support networks and try to talk through things. To your credit, though, Becky, you do have a really beautiful way of knowing what you need from other people. You know, in that situation where you go to someone and you're you're asking for some support, you're very clear about what you need in that moment. Which I think is super important because sometimes we can go to our friends, we can go to our families when we're feeling that sense of rejection and let them know that's how we're feeling. And my dad, he just says, oh, it wasn't meant to be Like, (laughs) sick. Thanks. Thanks for that. Like, I feel so much better after that, Carl. (laughs) You know, like, love it. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be. So don't worry about it. All right. Good advice. (laughs) But that's not what I need in the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. So I need to be better about saying, hey, what I need is for if you would be able to just give me some constructive feedback or pump my tires a little bit right now
0: that would go a long way yeah
2: that's crucial
0: yeah what do you find helpful Melissa
2: honestly in those personal like moments I definitely don't want to be alone because that's when I can get in my head the most and honestly like cause the most harm to myself and so I feel like I definitely like you, I need to have like someone I can be vulnerable with and tell them just like the honest truth about the situation, and then just have them remind me of like why what I'm saying to myself those those negative thoughts are not correct, and why and the other things that I sh- can focus on and steer my mind into that will be more productive and allow me you know to move forward the way that I want to. I think that's been crucial, and then again that falls into like what we've been talking about. It's like yeah, just again you have to be vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable and honest about that.
1: That makes me think of one of the exercises that we'll do for self-compassion where we take a look at the thoughts that we're thinking about ourselves. We'll say, if we're speaking to ourselves like, oh, you're so stupid or, oh, you're the worst. You got rejected from this. No one likes you. Mm -hmm. We write those thoughts down. Actually write, write those out, write those thoughts out and then try to reframe them in your head by thinking, what would I say to a friend in this situation, what would I say to a family member? What would I say mm-hmm. to someone that I care about? And more often than not, the way that we speak to ourselves is so, so negative and so much more harsh than we would ever, ever speak to anyone else that that we care about. So trying to think in that way helps me like totally i think that i'm horrible in this moment but if my friend was rejected from the same thing what would i say to them and how can i say that to myself instead and support myself
0: yeah i'm just even thinking about like when i've got rejected from jobs before and what like is the first thing that comes into my head when they call me and be like sorry like we found somebody who's better suited to the role and For one, I don't hear. Found someone who is better suited for the role. I hear better than you, you. were
2: awful in that interview.
0: Why would we even hire you? This is like, like that's what I hear in my head. And yeah. that's what I take away is I'm like, you didn't even deserve to go for that job. Like what you've done is just like waste that person's time because you have just put yourself out there and you you know you shouldn't have really. You knew you weren't really good enough for that. Would I ever say that to anybody in my life? <laughs> No. (laughs) Like, you know, Melissa, if you told me that, I'd be like, you know what? Like, you went for that job and good for you for putting it out there. But like they say, maybe they found somebody who happened to be a better fit for that team. That doesn't necessarily mean that you weren't great and weren't deserving of that role. It just might mean that there's a team that's out there that's way better suited to you that you would way more enjoy being part of.
1: What would you say to someone that was rejected in a relationship, friendship, family, romantic? Um, if it was if it was me, what would you say to me right now?
0: Of just like what a scenario of like, maybe you put yourself out there yeah. with somebody and they were like, sorry. Mm-hmm. I think something pretty similar, right? Of like, yeah, like, you know what? You put yourself out there, like one, that's great. Go you. But two, maybe that friendship just wasn't there. maybe Wasn't you, the right fit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like maybe you two just don't get that along and that's okay. Like people are different. And there's plenty more people out there that you are gonna click with straight away. And like you say, like having to write things down and check in, it's wow, don't wanna be saying these things to myself because it makes me feel worse and sends me on that dominoes road that I was talking about.
1: Yeah, and we catastrophize and globalize. Mm. If one thing happens and we experience that rejection, then all of a sudden we're gonna be rejected in everything else that we do and nobody likes us. And, you know, all of these really like stinking thinking thoughts.
2: Mm. got to find a way to like detach the, the end goal from it and just focus on the journey mm. because when you can just focus on like the process of it and enjoy that and be happy in that, I mean, the hope is that regardless of the yes or no, like you can see, like you still enjoyed it. You can see the benefit from that that journey and like kind of dialing back to the um, what you just asked Becky was like in relationships, one thing I just... I've been told lots is like keep your side of the sidewalk clean and love until it hurts, which is like all you can do is your best and make sure that you're you know contributing, you know wholeheartedly and doing what you can to make that person feel appreciated. And if they don't want that, there's literally nothing you can do. And but all you can make sure is that you know you've kept, you've you've loved until it hurts. And the fact that it really sucks in that moment just shows that you put something into it and it was worthwhile. But it's hard to look back at that journey in those like low moments and see the positives. So it's always nice to have someone to remind you of that. But you've got to find a way to like be less focused on the end and be more focused on like the process, which is life, I suppose.
1: Yeah, that goes for anything, but especially yeah. especially for for rejection, because, you know, if you're rejected from a job, what did you get out of the interview? Did you, were you asked a question that now you're going to be prepared for in the next interview that you do and it was really tricky and you learned something from that or did you just get practice by interviewing or looking at the the moments in, in relationships that have helped you develop as a person, whether those be positive or negative? I think that's important. It goes back to, I don't remember what episode we talked about this in, Becky, but just not focusing so much on the light at the end of the tunnel but focusing on all the lights that you can light on the side on
0: the way down well yeah and the thing with that is like you're both saying when we're focusing more on the process when we're focusing more on the journey there is so much happiness and joy involved with that Mm -hmm. because you are celebrating those day-to-day moments right um, and learning from those day to day moments, growing from those day to day moments, having moments that you can like reflect on and feel that joy. Whereas if we're only ever focusing towards those end goals that you're talking about, Melissa, one, it means those rejections hurt like can hurt even more because you've not taken as much along with you as you could have. But also you just like everything just flies past you mm-hmm. if you're just mm-hmm. focusing on that end goal and then you get to the end goal and you go, "This is it! Yeah. Made it! Made it to the goal!" Like, now <laughs> what? <great. went. laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, when I—that's what I felt like when I did my degree. Yeah. Obviously, oh, you know, you go and I'm like focusing on like, oh, "I need to pass," and then the end of my degree, most anticlimactic day of my life was the day I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> Not even kidding because. I didn't focus on the journey. I didn't focus on the process. I didn't take the time to enjoy the like little fun parts that came along with it and the moments that meant that I grew. And then it came to walking up onto a stage for 20 seconds and off. And it's like, oh, wait, like three years of my life. I've actually only turned into 20 seconds of my life. So if we then get rejected towards that it hurts so much more because we're forgetting all the other great pieces that are coming coming alongside it and the pl- places that we haven't been rejected too yeah it's a lot easier
1: to not think about all of the times that we've been accepted and just focus on on those negative pieces yeah I think it can sound a bit cliche sometimes when we say things like, you know, just focus on the journey and don't (laughs) think about the end. Uh, It reminds me of when uh, when we speak about like hope and, you know, like (laughs) I understand that it's cliche in the mental health sector. okay, everyone. Um, But what is not cliche and what is really important is mindfulness and being present in the moment, which is exactly what focusing on the journey is Mm. it's it's mindfulness it's it's staying present in that moment appreciating your thoughts and feelings and the things around you as they're there and mindfulness is so important with resilient with helping us with our resiliency and Mm -hmm. our wellness and just an overall great life practice so that's how I would really describe the you know the, the whole journey thing that we're talking about is yeah just be try to be mindful yeah
2: it's like a marathon the marathon kind of analogy that i came up with was a friend of mine that did a marathon was talking about the strategy of conserving energy and excitement during the run because at the beginning you'll just start sprinting and then by the end of it like you have use up kind of all of that those happy thoughts and like that that excitement about even just being a part of the event and so you need to find a way to conserve that and i think um, when you're talking about that mindfulness Um, Olivia that mindfulness aspect it's it's just like appreciating those moments that as they happen so that when low moments come you have some like positive you know things you can recall and to boost you back up and to remind yourself that hey like actually like I'm here because I love it I'm good at it I've been recommended here I belong here Uh, though this is really tough in this moment I know that there have been some good times and maybe I can't specifically recall exactly how I felt but I just know that they existed and you can use that to kind of fuel your next your next step and then see what happens after that I love that yeah I think it's tough but I think the way you spoke about being mindful of the moments and like lighting those lights along the way you really have to do that otherwise it's so hard to recall like why you're even trying why you're putting yourself out there and then it's like well why even bother now at this point
0: And that's the thing, right, as well is maybe that's even a question we can ask ourselves when we're hurting from rejection is like, why is this really hurting me right now? Yeah. Yeah. Because is it because like you apply for a job and you really, really wanted it? And then we can ask ourselves, like, okay, like, well, I actually don't know everything about this job for a start and don't know everything about it. And actually, like my end goal isn't necessarily this job. It's maybe to work in this sector or have a job that aligns with my values, that kind of stuff or maybe we can ask ourselves like why does this like relationship rejection hurt and it's like well actually turns out I really really like this person and I put myself out there told them that I really like them and sadly like that wasn't the way and understandably that hurts my feelings or whether it I put myself out there in I don't know even just like I'm just thinking of like the art world like I put myself out there in like the art world and I was told that my art wasn't good enough why does that hurt me well it's because like that's something that's like quite personal for me or just like in general like maybe it hurts me because actually now I'm reflecting on it like my confidence feels really knocked down and that can also give us a place to start as to like where to support ourselves because if I feel knocked back because of my values versus knocked back because of my emotions versus my confidence versus
1: or versus need, right? Like maybe yeah. you got rejected from a job and you really need a job right now. So you're scared oh, yeah. about your financial situation. Yeah, that's true. Cause it's not always about want. Yeah, sometimes it's a lot about need. And mm. yeah, I won't cut you. We'll get to that later, but continue. Sorry. <laughs>
0: but that's, I'm just thinking maybe like that can be a great place to start to support ourselves when we experience rejection because the way we support ourselves in these different places, the reasons why it's hurting is going to be different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So do you need to work? You know, can you take some steps to support our self-compassion versus do you need to take some like tangible, actionable items to make sure that you can afford to pay your rent at the end of the Mm -hmm. month through a different means? Or do you need to make yourself feel good in a different way? Like give yourself a little bit of a pamper night or go and do something that makes you feel good? depends on I guess you're saying it depends on where it's coming from on what the root of that Mm. is yes yeah
0: so I guess it's like getting curious again Mm -hmm.
2: and that's when you're like you said your wellness toolbox and the people around you can like be so crucial because they can just remind you they know they know you they can be that voice in your brain to say like I know you need this but I'm here for you you will find something this probably you know whatever the situation was because I was there too like We've all been there, especially now with COVID. I mean, like being an artist or server, like anyone really, like you might've left your job because you weren't happy or you could have been fired. And then you're looking for something new. And in this digital world, everyone from around the world is applying for the same jobs now. And it's it kind of like, it's just tougher, especially in like the employment realm. And it sucks, but like, you've got to find something.
0: Yeah, you're so right, Melissa, in the sense of like having that toolbox. And we'll talk about kind of maybe some more of those tools that we can have in our toolbox, some more of those supports of like when we experience rejection, as well as privilege and rejection. And I also want to talk about regret and rejection. Oh. But before we delve into that, we have a quick word from our sponsor, which is Staples Studio.
1: We are currently recording in the podcast booth inside Staples Studio, located in Kelowna. Staples Studio is a co-working space for those looking for a safe alternative to working from home. I know I feel so stuck at home these days, and going to Staples makes me feel like I actually have a change of pace. They offer not only a safe space to work with desks, offices, private phone booths and meeting rooms they are connected to the staples store where they have everything you need under one roof studio is more than just a co-working space studio is a community to help you work learn and grow follow them on instagram at staples studio canada for more information on locations pricing and amenities please visit studio.staples.ca and book a virtual tour
0: So, Melissa, you left us off by talking about the fact that it is incredibly important to have a toolbox of support strategies, which there is for anything that impacts our mental health, right? And um, because, understandably, rejection can impact like our self-worth, our self-confidence, our self-esteem, our values, our purpose, all these different things, understandably, can have an impact on our mental health. So, Having some tools to support ourselves is going to be incredibly important. So where do you want to start with some of those tools? We've kind of already mentioned some already. Yeah, so we
1: mentioned mindfulness. We mentioned reframing our thoughts, self-compassion.
0: Saving your energy.
1: Yes, conserving that energy,
0: thinking of the, the journey rather than the, the end goal. And uh, questioning why something is hitting us. Yeah, digging deeper for those Mm. reasons why. One thing that we can do is if we know we're going to be putting ourselves out there. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we know we're going to ask somebody on a date or we know we have a job interview. We can prepare for that. Like we can prepare not just in the sense of like if you go into an interview preparing like answering questions and all that kind of stuff or preparing how you might ask somebody on a date but so we can prepare for it in that way and that way can maybe help us feel a little bit more confident a bit more prepared going into it but we can also maybe prepare for that rejection maybe in the sense of like just kind of thinking just asking ourselves of like okay maybe if this doesn't go the way i want to like maybe what do i do that will be supportive for me oh yeah. yeah like maybe after a job interview instead of what I normally do of like leaving and then stewing on it the whole time instead of doing that making myself feel worse and feeling anxious until I get a phone call maybe I'm gonna go for a hike because like I've said before that's really helpful for me or maybe I'm gonna organize go seeing a friend so that I can have something that kind of distracts me until I either hear from them or well, and then that way I can either celebrate something or then think yeah. about okay like what can be supported for me. Afterwards. A wellness plan.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great way to do it. We can not really anticipating rejection so much, but I would say anticipating how we will want to support ourselves after we potentially get rejected or yeah. feel rejected.
0: Kind of yeah. like what we spoke about in our preparing for tough days episode. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not saying we need to, like, sit down before every interview and have a full (laughs) rejection plan. No. But just like you said, Malusi, knowing that we've got some good tools in our toolbox that we use to support ourselves. And those tools can be handy all of the time, not just when we are having a hard time, but also, like, practicing self-compassion and mindfulness and the journey is great, like, all of the time.
1: Yeah. Not just
0: when we're having a rough time.
1: I will. uh, I totally agree with, you know, having a wellness plan Mm -hmm. and kind of preparing for rejection in a way. But I do want to mention um, for those folks out there like myself that really that identifies, you know, living with a mental health challenge and anxiety and that forward thinking can be a really large problem for you on a daily Mm -hmm. basis that. I wouldn't necessarily suggest the same route of, okay. of kind of like preparing in that way or maybe thinking about the, the possibilities Be- because for me, it's really important to really stay in the moment because if I start to think about how I might support myself to af- afterwards, then I go down a whole anxiety train. Yeah. Um. So okay. definitely just, I think it's, it's great but also keeping that in mind for, mm-hmm. for the folks out there that, yeah. that really struggle with with the anxiety piece of it.
0: Yeah, like knowing yourself best. Yeah, exactly. And if me saying, knowing what a wellness plan might be afterwards and that makes a person go, no, I can't focus on that. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't do it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah I think one thing that. for me that's been massive is like, Yeah, because it can be really overwhelming to think so far in the future and, like, to expect that rejection. But one thing I've been doing recently has been, like, celebrating, like, actually celebrating, like, even if it's alone, like the little, little things and, like, those points along the journey. Even, like, when I was applying for loads of jobs every day, I would just, like, treat myself to, like, a nicer meal than I would normally allow myself to have. For just applying, be like, man, like you applied for 10 jobs today. Good job. Like you worked so hard, you got your name out there. Let's celebrate that. So that it takes away that pressure a little bit. And you're slowly practicing like identifying like the positives. And then that's, you know, I mean, we'll see how it all ends up, but ultimately it really allowed me to start to celebrate myself in these moments that were creating such fear of rejection. And then that rejection seemed a little bit less painful because, well, like I had kind of celebrated it, you know, like that experience already. So it was in a good light. And then transferring that into like personal life too allowed me to just, you know, like think more positively about myself and the things that I do every day and start to identify, like, oh, yeah, like that's a good thing. Malou. Like you've been, a, I used to always say this to myself, I've been a good boy today. <laughs> I've been myself like this, you know, like, and it's funny, but it's so true. Like I literally, tell myself that I'd be like, you've been a good boy today, you get this. And it could be like the most meaningless thing, but it's just like a special treat for me. I think that's been so crucial in helping me like, just think more positively about my journey and, you know, my goals in life and my steps towards them and allowing me to focus more on that that day to day. Because sometimes you like, you do have to like, you know, plan a little bit for the future, but it can be like pretty, pretty stressful.
0: Becky, yes.
1: you mentioned something before our break that you wanted to get into.
0: Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting. Oh, regret. Regret. Yeah. And, yeah. Because the thing with rejection, like we've said before, is we can tend to try to avoid situations where we might get rejected, right? Like we said before, totally understandable because it hurts getting rejected in whatever shape or form it is or it can hurt, should I say. And then that can create that fear of rejection. Once we've experienced it once, twice, however many times, we can then kind of avoid putting ourselves out there and avoid going for situations and connections and whatever it is that we actually maybe really do want. Maybe maybe it is something that we're really excited about and we really do want, but the fear of rejection and the fear of putting ourselves out there And the fear of just being vulnerable, you know, putting our emotions out there, putting our hopes out there is understandably scary and it becoming so scary and so fearful and so anxiety provoking that we don't. We just avoid the situation altogether. And that in turn can create regret. And regret also doesn't feel great. It's like a vicious cycle. And this is something I've actually been trying to think to myself more recently rather than long term in my life. I would say definitely for a long term, I would say definitely had that kind of fear of rejection and wouldn't put myself out there at all, really. Just in that like, oh, what if like I don't get accepted or it hurts and or I'm just not good enough, whatever it is. But then kind of reflecting on it, it kind of made me think about like, have I really been living my life how I really want to, or have I been living my life in a way that's kind of controlled by my fear of rejection? Yeah, And it was being controlled by a fear of rejection, being controlled by a fear of not being accepted or just a fear of being vulnerable and putting myself out there and really just not going out of my comfort zone, which then I was like, well... It means I've been missing out on a lot of things when I think about it and I reflect on things. I'm like, wow, like I never actually did this. And now I'm like, really wish I did, which sucks to feel like that. Yeah. It sucks to look back on your life and think, I didn't put myself out there and do really what deep down I wanted to do. And regret can be a really scary thing. You know, I don't want to be a long way down the road in my life and look back and think, what if I had shown up? What if I had put myself out there? What if I had been a little bit more vulnerable? If I'd been a little bit more brave, where would I be in comparison today? And that's a really scary thing to think. Yeah. One of the things that
1: my dad says is there's no opportunities in the comfort zone, which don't know if I necessarily agree with, but it gets to to what you're saying of, we we find more opportunities when we put ourselves out of our comfort zone, and if we put ourselves out of our comfort zone, we're most likely doing that because we want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. We we want to seek those things, but if, if we don't, then we're doing ourselves a disservice because there's not we're not even giving ourselves the potential or the possibility to be rejected because we're also not giving ourselves the possibility of experiencing acceptance, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's the opposite of rejection but
2: yeah
0: well it's kind of just something that I've had more of a realization when it came to making the decision to emigrate yeah Mm -hmm. like it was a huge like internal dilemma of I have somehow managed to get a visa to move to Canada from the UK having that real fear of like what if I'm rejected in the sense of like what if I don't like it here. What if, if it doesn't meet up to these expectations that are in my mind? What if I have a horrible time? All these what if questions. And in the end, I was like, imagine the regret I will feel if I don't take the opportunity to move to Canada at the age of 25. Like, (laughs) Can you imagine the the level of regret I would feel? And you know what, if it had gone bad, if I had got here and I was like, I hate it, then... That would be okay. It would probably hurt, uh, but I would have still had that experience and I would have learned and grown from it, right? Yeah,
1: that's the most important part, learning and growing from it,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: regardless
1: of the outcome.
2: I can definitely relate in terms of like, I definitely realized this summer that fear was such a huge hurdle in my life. And like, it definitely controlled, it had a control over me. And I just, I didn't know, And I don't know if I do know, but like how to like overcome it to allow myself like the chance to feel like free to be myself and like go for opportunities that I like I would love. Um, I think that's something that maybe a lot of us are going through during like the pandemic. But I definitely, I don't know, it struck me so hard. Like I feel like my heart is shaking just thinking about it because it definitely like has a grip on how I make decisions and how I try to like move through the world and you know, like not putting myself first in like the littlest ways and always trying to make sure, you know, you're just looking out for the people around you and then and that you get, you kind of push yourself to the side.
0: Yeah, it sucks.
1: Well, yeah. it does, but it's also quite natural. We don't yes. want to judge mm-hmm. ourselves yeah, yeah. if we are scared of, of situations, especially if you do re- really struggle with with your mental health and you have totally. some some barriers in your life that are, that are keeping you from from putting yourself out of that comfort zone or some barriers that are making you feel fearful about certain things. That's completely valid and don't judge yourself for that. But what we're saying is we don't want fear or we we hope that fear isn't the driving force behind our actions. And I think a lot of times if we are trying to
0: avoid rejection
1: then fear usually is the driving force behind that.
0: And then the real especially tricky part is the fear and rejection that comes alongside of like privilege.
1: Yeah. Malusi, you were saying, you were saying earlier that your experience as a black man, you were taught at an early age that you for no fault of your own, just the way that you show up in the world will experience will experience rejection. And oh yeah. that is something that is really important for for me to keep in mind, but for everyone to keep in mind is I wasn't taught that when I was growing up. Me as a as a white woman, that I can just expect to have rejection. I was am in a position and was in a position where that's not something that is in my mind most of the time. I don't go to a job interview and think that someone's going to judge me based off of my like who I am, right? And that's not the experience for everyone.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's definitely interesting because I feel like it gives it gave me it allowed me to start thinking about how I want to process those experiences from a young age. And though it's like it's tough, I think it's allowed me to be to have that confidence and make sure that I build up my my skills or whatever it is in music so that I can get to a point where I can just like rely and be like. I can present to you exactly what you want. And I know I can provide a certain level of quality or whatever it is that you're looking for because I've worked so hard to to make sure that I can do that. And at this point, if you don't want to accept me into, you know, the situation, the show or the organization, that's okay because I know that I have an ability that is desirable and someone will say yes, if I just keep working and asking. Yeah, um, I think that's where that mindset was cultivated, at least.
1: Yeah, like if you try your hardest, then you are not really failing, right? Because you've put your yeah. all into it. Mm-hmm.
2: But then it's also about like what is what is success and making sure you define that properly. Well, which yeah, is a whole other thing. we yeah. in <laughs>
1: for our part
0: two, our two part <laughs> episode on failure for that for <laughs> that one. Yeah, uh, failure uh, failure and success are in a. They're all so connected, I feel. All the underlying things are so connected, I feel. They really,
1: really are. And it's so funny because we always go back to the same things I find, which is self-compassion, boundaries, You know everything that we talk about in this podcast. But before we sign off today, I just want to ask Becky and Malusi if either of you have anything that you would like to add uh, here at the end. As far as rejection goes, Tidbits gold nuggets of wisdom funny joke to send us off whatever your heart desires
2: i feel like when i talk about it it gets so dreary and so like so sad and like consumed with like my fears from the past about certain situations but i also have been like so excited and inspired by like what has come after some of those moments because it it's hard to see like obviously the future but not yeah you're pretty much being told no you can't participate in this so go find something else you know like it allows you to like look around again and reevaluate um you know what it is you're looking for and what what i want out of life and relationships and work and anything and it's it's so tough and it has been tough to see that light at the end of the tunnel or just the next light along that journey but i don't know i'm i feel like i'm coming out like of a of a cave of just like rejection after rejection and like the sun is shining on me and it's <laughs> it's so wonderful and so like to allow yourself that opportunity to, to to stand up again it's you only just become a better person and I just believe that we can all support each other to get there and this podcast is one way to help each other do that so thank you to both of you right. can I add one more thing One thing I think I remind myself is I'm probably not the first person that's gone through this and I can reach out and look for those other people for a little bit of inspiration and guidance.
0: Yeah, that's a really great point. Well, Malusi, thank you so much for joining us and being patient with us to (laughs) join us again. And totally. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, and thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing knowledge and thoughts and just chatting with us. I really appreciate it.
2: Anytime.
1: All right. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you all have a wonderful rest
0: of your day. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms, and if you don't want to miss any future episodes, you can follow us or subscribe to What Really Works. To find more from Discovery College, go to discoverycollegecolona.com. And thanks again to Staple Studio in supporting us to produce this podcast.